Welcome to NFT Telling Talks, where we explore the people of Web3 and their impacts on the future of technology. In this episode, we're excited to chat with Arkady Balzer, a community engagement maximalist, angel investor, and the founder and CEO of Plutoview. With Arkady is Gleb Braverman, who runs business and operations at Plutoview and was shortlisted for the Forbes 30 under 30. Today, we'll be discussing how they are using Plutoview to create immersive experiences that supercharge community engagement. So let's get started, grab a banana, sit back and enjoy. So welcome, Arkady and uh, Gleb. Hi, Sandra. Thanks for having us. GM. GM, GM. Arkady, let's start with you. Uh, can you give us a quick overview of uh, who is Arkady? Who is Arkady? That's a good question that not a lot of people, including Arkady, answer. Uh, but I'll try uh, Arkady is a community maximalist. I believe in everything that has to do with community. Uh, I believe that it's the biggest driving factor behind anything that has to do with growth today in the digital space. Uh, I actually come from uh, uh, building virtual worlds. Um, the first company that I was a part of was my web room back in 2014-2015. We were redefining the way people interact with their digital spaces, building virtual rooms packed with like uh, devices that actually store value, like a TV in your virtual room would be your Netflix and YouTube subscription. So back in 2015, we were already redefining the way people interact with the digital, with the digital space. Today, it's a must-have, so I am an evangelist in that kind of sense. Big fan of everything that's happening in Web3. And with Pluto View right now, we are taking this community efforts into major brand loyalty programs, helping brands activate their communities, activate their brand loyalty programs, and generate as much value as they can. Because previously, the way it functioned is you spend money, get points, and then spend more money. That's no longer going to fly. The game is different. You create value. You get together. You create brand value. You get points. You become, you grow, you grow the brand identity. Yeah. So let me ask, uh, what got you into uh, the, uh, these uh, network uh, worlds and everything else around it uh, before uh, Web3 was even a thing? It was definitely my brother. So the, so the, the first company that I was a part of, uh, it was my brother's startup called mywebroom.com. So he is my biggest inspiration, still, still is. By the way, if anybody, anybody knows .com, grubber.io, sorry, uh, it's a big shout out. A shout out, they just launched a digital neo bank, uh, setting up uh, American bank accounts for uh, people working remotely. So yeah, they're doing some big stuff, still a big inspiration. And ever since he created my web room, I was a big fan of redefining the digital space. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. And uh, okay. So, Clip, uh, tell us who is Clip and how do you uh, fit the picture of Plutoview? Um, so, I started working on sort of everything that is tied to multiplayer experiences and Plutoview's uh, building shared experiences. So, I started working on this like 10, 12 years ago. 
and uh, I first uh, started in augmented reality and virtual reality space, which was called and is called, I guess, immersive experiences. And then uh, I did a bunch of different stuff related to multiplayer augmented reality games and some stuff around this. And uh, then I was working on a social audio, which is also everything around community because talking and voice is uh, one of the, uh, if not the best uh, emotional channel. So when you talk to other people and on the phone, you always feel good, you feel warm, and it's the voice of your mother or loved one which brings you to, to this warm and fuzzy feeling. And uh, in PlutoView, uh, we actually try to sort of reverse engineer that warm and fuzzy feeling, which people get when they spend time together with friends and family members. So, for example, our star product, which is called a drawing portal, and last year on NFT Italian, we did an event, but, which was around the alpha version of the drawing portal, so to say. So... The reason why we choose we chose drawing um, among any other experience is because we lo- we learn to draw when we are super young, like when we were kids. And usually, drawing is uh, emotionally and psychologically related to this warm and fuzzy feeling when you draw with your parents, when you draw doodles, when you draw your family. That's like how it gets into your brain, and. Now, by creating those drawing experiences for adults, we try to evoke, I guess it's the word, uh, like um, those emotions from your childhood or from your teenage years. And now when you basically use our tools, you already by default are positive, positively engaged in this experience. And that's, that's why I'm excited about working on this. Cool. Before we uh, go deep into what Plutoville is and uh, what you are doing with that, then I'll, I'll still try to push it further and to try to understand, uh, Cleb, uh, what uh, really made you look into the uh, Speakeasy and now Plutoville and, uh, and all entrepreneurship in general? Mm, I don't know what specifically put me into entrepreneurship because I haven't worked on anything aside from like projects that I'm deeply involved in in my life. So I never uh, like worked on a big company like Google, Apple, or something similar to this. So it was usually a, it was always a startup. And um, why specifically into those areas? Because I guess um, it's very difficult to build a product um, that will actually achieve this like super mass adoption. Like millions of people are going to use it if it's not about sharing, because only the product that you can share. And not not even the product, but the emotions you feel when you use a product. If you can share them with your friend or with your family, then it's shareable content and then it can grow sky high. Okay. So, guys, both of you are also um, nomads in a sense. I know that uh, Glaive has uh, more or less been uh, living uh, around the world for the last uh, 20 years and something similar with uh, when it comes to Arcadia as well. Uh, so uh, before we now go deep into Web3, then uh, uh, what has it been uh, traveling all the world? And how has this been affecting uh, your uh, today's act- activities? 
I can take this one. I think, I mean, it's all the kind of subjective person to person, but for me, staying in a single place for a long time affects my productivity negatively. Uh, it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, when you get into a river and the water is stale and it's not moving, it doesn't feel right. Kind of the idea is same. Uh, you kind of want to change the, your surroundings once in a while, and that really boosts your productivity. But again, it might be super subjective. Mm-hmm. What about you, Cleb? Um, uh, yeah, on, on, I agree with, with the point that Arcade is making. Uh, but generally, I believe that um, traveling is like one of the best experiences that you can get, like best learning school, because you see different parts in different countries and you see different people. And uh, it's incredibly important, especially when you're young, to get like the most of it, because then you're gonna have uh, family, kids, dog, uh, mortgage, uh, and all this like sad stuff. <laughs> and uh, then, so you 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 have to uh, make the most out of the years that you have, and like uh, travel, see other parts of the world, other cultures. And the for me, it was like immensely helpful in terms of understanding the way psychology works, the way people think in different parts of the world. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, people think very similarly. So people in all parts of the world have the same problems, high interest rates, uh, what to eat for breakfast. And uh, like my, I don't know, my, my girlfriend has pissed at me and it's all the same, even in Asia in in States, in Europe, or if you're in Africa, it's, it's all the same. And uh, it affects how you think about building products and uh, affect, affects how you think about people using the products that you're building. Yeah. And I, w I think that uh, most likely uh, the experience of uh, traveling around the world uh, for uh, so many years is kind of also what uh, may have brought you into Web3 as uh... it's... you were saying something. Ah, Gleb is rugged now. Gleb, you're rugged. Uh, I'll, I'll take this <laughs> one. Uh, so I think not net Web3, yes. Yes, of course. But more than that, virtual experiences and multiplayer experiences. I mean, look, that's the backbone of PlutoView. Before we even ventured into Web3, we were building virtual applications to host virtual applications like search engines, coding tools, to enable people that are spread around the world have access to those applications simultaneously together in real time. You know, coders get to code together despite their geographic location. People that are in love and want to watch a movie together can do that, you know, despite being in two different parts of the world. That's, that was all a big, big factor in the PlutoView creation. And obviously, it kind of transitioned into Web3 as the whole community wave became so abundantly dominant. And it was like, we were like, look, all the virtual offices out there, we were actually catering to a lot of virtual offices. If any of you are familiar with the virtual office space, like TeamFlow, SoulWork, we worked with all of them, all of them. And the space is dead right now. No, no hard feelings, guys. If Vish is listening to this, Vish, I love you. But the space is dead. It's dead. Uh, but Web3 is alive and it's not going anywhere. Communities are alive. So that's the big, big thing for us. So in a way, as I'm saying it, uh, that uh, you initially got into all of this 
purely from the virtual worlds. But as time has been going on, then uh, kind of the virtual worlds without Web3 have been uh, vanishing or not really getting to uh, the heights that they were expected to. And now the communities have more or less moved to uh, Web3 and that's why you're here. Exactly. So what Gleb just said, what Gleb just said about kind of experiencing differences and getting to travel and experience different, it's the idea is similar, right? There's not going to be a position towards remote work and just remote relationships without the mentality change. And this mentality change is deeply tied to Web3 culture. Like that is the big mentality change we've been waiting for. Without the Web3 culture, without the community culture, this whole space is going nowhere. Quick banana break. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about an event I'm organizing. NFT Tallinn, the biggest web-free event in Northern and Eastern Europe. NFT Tallinn is your bridge to Europe, where the brightest minds in the industry come together to discuss and present the latest trends and developments in a nascent web-free world. The main event will be held from May 8th to 10th and will feature keynote speakers, panel discussions, networking opportunities, VIP dinners and more. In addition, the community will host hackathons, side events, and much more throughout the week starting May 5th. Tickets are available now. To learn more and secure your ticket, visit nfttalent.com. It's an event well worth your time. What about you, Gleb? Uh, if Arcady says that uh, for him it was first the virtual worlds and then uh, web free then uh, how did you get to uh, Web3? Uh, was it something similar for you or was it a completely different uh, story? Um, so I was working on, on Speakeasy social audio app back then and then I was kind of active on Twitter and then I saw that like gradually more and more people that I follow started talking about this new stuff. It was, I don't know, uh, two years ago, I guess. And um, uh, then, I'm sorry, my Mac is acting fancy. Um, and then, uh, then was the board a Yacht Club Mint. Uh, and I saw that, and then I thought, like, why, why I'm going to spend, like, $150 on, on a picture of a monkey. And then, like, in the six months, I thought, why didn't I do it, uh, which was upsetting. And, but anyway, so around that time, I saw that like everybody starts pushing there and then I was exploring a pivot because um, social audio ended up being a dead, um, dead end, sort of, um, CC Clubhouse. And then, um, and then midsummer, I decided to explore like Web3 podcasting and uh, I met Adam Levy, who is now the host of Mint podcast. And we kind of jammed a bit uh, on it. And he told me about this like music NFT thing and everything that was related to that. And that, like, around end of summer, 21, I was, like, super bullish on the Web3. And uh, then, yeah, in about, like, five, six months from there, uh, we met with Arcady, and he shared what, what Pulu was building in terms of tech. And um, I shared that, like, I had an idea of building something similar in the space, and that there is, like, an, like a huge gap between uh, everything that is related to community engagement in the Web3 space and most of our model experiences are around like chat, text, and stuff like this. And then we decided to work on Pool W. We explored in the next, almost in the next year. So like in the first six months, especially, we explored different uh, 
niches and different areas of what web like community engagement uh, can be and what it means for companies and what it means for brands and how we pull the view can help them um, basically supercharge their community and at the end uh, increase uh, customer base, which always leads to increased revenue. And now we are here and about three months ago, I guess we, or two months ago, we decided to focus solely on this part of the business because we, we had like multiplayer experiences running in different communities for about six months. And especially last three months were especially good because we had like over 120 events with 2000 members actively participating in them. And we had incredible feedback from massive communities with tens of thousands of people. And we see that there is actually a great opportunity for us to, to work in this space and actually add value to both our customers and end users. Cool. Well, uh, by now you've been uh, pushing towards Pluteview uh, for some time already. So uh, I'll finally uh, give up and uh, let you go uh, and describe me what is Pluteview in details and uh, what do you plan to do with Pluteview? So let me take the kind of the general gist of it and uh, Gleb you definitely should be the person taking on the specifics. Uh, that's the most interesting part, obviously. So I'll take the boring one, right? The general one. Uh, we, I'll start by, by saying this, which is a crazy, crazy statistic. But more than 50% of brand loyalty programs that exist in general, right? All brand loyalty programs out there actually launched within the last two years which is crazy to think about. Now, I don't believe that coincidences exist. And I'll tell you for sure, coincidences don't exist. So the whole Web3 boom, the whole growth of Web3 communities and so on that happened two years ago, coincides almost precisely with the fact that more than 50% of all existing brand loyalty programs launched within the last two years, right? It has to do with one thing and one thing only. Community as the major drive factor behind business growth, revenue growth, customer retention, be the single most powerful thing out there. That happened two years ago. And it's the general trajectory, and it's just taking off, slowly taking off now. What Pluto does is we help brand loyalty programs engage their members better, right? Engage them. Because... It's one thing to collect points, spend points, get like win, like spend money, collect points, and then spend points and get and spend more money, right? That's one thing, but that thing is dead. As I've said at the beginning, I think take number one, I said it. That whole concept is dead. What is happening now is you create value, you get points, and then you spend money. And the key step here is creating value. That's what. That's what we help. So our experiences, like the drawing portal, like many other experiences that we're working on, are centered around engaging communities, them create value in real time, helping them feel like they actually belong, feel the connection with the brand, right? Because when you're, I don't know, a member of Starbucks Rewards, and all you do is you buy a coffee, get points, and then move on, that's not going to fly. 
within the digital age that we're living in right now, in the Web3 world that we're living in right now, that's no longer going to fly. There's no engagement. Now, we take the engagement part. We take the engagement part. Gleb, uh, I'd love for you to continue. Before uh, I'll let Gleb continue with the engagement, then uh, it's a clarifying question. Uh, when it comes to the value that you're uh, discussing about, then uh, isn't Starbucks or Air Baltic's uh, flights uh, already enough value for the customer? Uh, or uh, what type of uh, additional value you are actually talking about? Actually, I, so Gleb, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forward this question to you because I want you to, uh, if, if, if you are willing, right, use the Fortnite statistic that Fortnite statistic, that secret, secret statistic, uh, which I think is crazy and people need to understand that that's the power of gamification. When you have active members, you give them opportunity to engage, right? You get them the opportunity to be cross-platform adopted, to be present in multiple places. They actually end up spending more money. They end up spending significantly more money than they would otherwise. Okay, I'll give in. Uh, Cleb, explain it to us. Give us the Fortnite statistic. Um, yeah, so the, the reference that Arcade is talking about is uh, actually a pretty interesting detail that um, we came across recently, and it was uh, um, publicly available because of the Epic vs. Uh, Apple litigation, and it was related to cross-platform gaming. So... Uh, as you all know, Fortnite is like a bigger game by Epic and millions of people play it worldwide. And for a long time, it was available uh, everywhere, uh, but not on uh, um, Apple devices. Mm, so you couldn't cross-play cross with others. And uh, during the trial, it was revealed that um, about 60% of all players played cross-platform. And 18%, so one eight, uh, of those 60% on multiple devices. So um, the cross-platform players are basically one of the aged audiences in, in terms of gaming related to Fortnite. Because uh, uh, if you play on multiple devices, then it means that you're active, an active player. And uh, everybody talks about this like, uh, yes, engaged users are important and uh, um, we need to engage our community member and because it drives additional revenue, but it's very hard to sort of put a number on it. And now we can. And the number is that engaged people and specifically in Fortnite, engaged players played 570% more than non-cross-platform players. In terms of time, it's like 90 minutes per day. And those players were monetizing 360% more. So it means is that engaged players were monetizing 3.56 more than any other players. And if we sort of extrapolate this experience on, on the real world and talk about community members, then we can say that engaged community members or engaged customers of a company will be monetizing at least 2x or 3.6x more. So up to from, from two to four times, almost four times more than, than, than everybody else. And uh, 
if you're talking about a specific example, so we've been exploring um, the Air Baltics new, new Plane Web3 related program, and I see the Planeys guys are, are on, on the talk with us. So I would love to hear what they think about like our uh, general assumptions and what we think uh, we can achieve. Uh, so Air Baltic loyal, has a loyalty program and it's called an Air Baltic Club, which has around 600,000 uh, members. And we have the number from 2021, which is publicly available in an um, Air Baltic annual report. So if we, uh, if we say that Air Baltic carried over like 1.6 million passengers, if I'm correct, and those 1.6 passengers, they delivered a million euros in revenue over one year. So basic napkin mass brings us to, to about 125-ish uh, euros in revenue per passenger. So if we assume that just 10% of all loyalty program members will be engaged with the Pluto View experience, and we assume that 600,000 people who actually are enrolled in Air Baltic Club are already kind of excited about the airline. That's why they are enrolled. So let's say 10% of them will be engaged with Pluto View experiences. Uh, then if this 10% make just one extra flight per year, it can lead to almost 5% in extra revenue, which is roughly 7.7 .7 million euros. And one extra flight, is, it, it's, it's not such a big deal. So even if we divide this, divide this number by, by 50%, then it's going to be 1% of annual um, revenue, which is also a big increase. So like, to summarize, uh, each interaction with Pluto View experiences will make the people increasingly more connected to the community and to the brand itself. Okay. Yeah. These numbers sound, sound good and sound uh, worthwhile. Uh, okay. So uh, at the moment, I understand that it's just about uh, drawing. So what else is actually... Uh, coming up when it comes to Pluto how are you uh, in reality getting this engagement going? So our upcoming products is uh, everything is related to the experiences that are familiar to you. Um, so um, in the in the coming year, we plan to have uh, uh, more experiences that are um, both. Neophilic, which is like, but most people are neophilic. So it's like curious to discover new things. So you're excited about new stuff. But at the same time, we are neophobic. So we are like scared of anything too new. So we want to have this like golden ratio of something that is, uh, that is m most advanced yet acceptable. And and we are trying to kind of play around those experiences. So drawing is one of them. And as I explained previously, that it's tied to emotion that you have it as a kid. So upcoming product, the next upcoming product is called a jigsaw puzzle. So it's going to be same multiplayer experiences around jigsaw puzzles. And you as a young father know that jigsaw puzzles, kids love them. And you as a parent are also engaged in... Uh, the experience. So even if you, for example, play a jigsaw puzzle on an Air Baltic flight, it will bring you the emotions that you usually have when you play with your kids. So those are good emotions and it will be tied with a brand. So you see the magic is already happening there. 
and uh, this is coming later this year and also in in the in the foreseeable future we plan to launch a product that is called a community wall and this is something that most of our current customers are super excited about it's um it's basically a digital digital wall where everybody can write like a short message for example i love thunder or i'm coming to nft talent or draw a doodle or something like this and it stays there forever so um the idea here is to show your how your community looks like in a snapshot so as arcady likes to talk about it that like when when somebody asks you how does your community look and then you just just send them to the wall and people will be able to see how people actually express their feelings when it's uh, related to to a company or to a brand yeah i don't want to i don't want to kind of break you off all the all of a sudden but i think this is a very important point because guys most of us in the space right now are into web3 i mean we know how discord functions we're used to discord so when somebody asks you hey hey world of Ray, what does your community look like what you do is you send them your discord channel and that's pretty that's pretty obvious right we can figure it out but frankly speaking, most people that are new to Web3 have no clue how Discord functions. So when you ask, so when they ask, wait, so how does your community actually look like? And you send them a Discord link, they're going to get lost. They're not going to get anything out of it. On the other hand, having a wall, which is a direct reference to the Facebook wall in their Facebook office, uh, uh, that's just like a famous, famous thing. It's going to be a big, big piece of art that is continuously being created and it's visual so when people ask you hey what does your community look like you have this giant snapshot weekly monthly daily of people drawing things playing tic-tac-toes attaching files to it saying old afraid is awesome and sander but sander is the best you know those kind of things emotions they're going to be visual so when people ask you what does your community look like you have something to actually show and that's very 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 important Yeah, uh, so, okay, uh, I think that on this side, it really makes sense to open a conversation uh, and get some of our audience also to ask uh, questions, because I do see some people uh, here who could be potentially a very uh, right target. Uh, so if there's anyone that wants to uh, jump in and uh, ask any questions from uh, Cleb and Arcady, uh, now it's your time. Just request to get a speaker roll and we'll let you on the stage. But until uh, we do, then uh, what can people expect, uh, Cleb and Arcady, uh, from uh, at NFT Tallinn? Uh, what are you going to be doing with us? We've been thinking about doing uh, um, the similar drawing experience that we had last time. It was uh, for an incredibly good cause. So we uh, raised, I believe, around $5,000 uh, for charity and uh, supporting uh, families and children who get affected by the war in Ukraine. So um, we most likely will be uh, hosting some sort of experience similar to in the event, maybe in collaboration with somebody who will be excited to join uh, because we are exploring similar uh, 
similar similar like real of life minting experiences uh, for NFC Lisbon. So it might be um, like a stage one or stage two. NFC Lisbon, I believe, is before no after you guys. So the NFT time will be sort of like stage one, and then maybe if you attend both events, you will have some uh, sort of limited edition NFT related to that. So we we are still thinking. So we still have a little time uh, to prepare and yeah closer to the event i think we're going to share some ideas but what are you most expecting uh, from the event mm, that's a good good question um last time was pretty fun i loved it it was a bit hectic because we decided to go with the experience last minute um but generally yeah the crowd was fun the conversations were interesting we uh, I believe last year we joined a couple of panels that were interesting, uh, especially about gaming. I was talking to Ed, Ed, to Edelson, and uh, it was a very interesting conversation. Um, so we we hope to see our friends. Uh, maybe guys from Sandbox will be able to attend. So talk about Web3 gaming, which is, uh, I believe, one of the core topics of the upcoming conference. So it would be interesting to to talk to everybody and exchange ideas. What about you, Katie? I mean, Gleb just—he just said it. He just said it. Meeting amazing people. I mean, the, that's the biggest highlight that I could tell you from the last NFC talent. Meeting best people, uh, Edelson. So many really, really, really cool connections that we made. Uh, and the event that we did obviously was that the whole preparation were last minute, right? But it was literally the turning point for us. That was the day we realized that the drawing portal is maybe the coolest thing we've ever built. And mind the fact that before that, we built virtual freaking applications, which is super difficult to build. You have to host them, they're cloud-based. It's complex, complex technology. And yet, during NFT Talent, we realized that the coolest thing we've ever created is a super simple drawing portal that five-year-old can navigate. And just a quick reminder for people that weren't there, we had multiple state, we got mo- multiple drawing stations, basically think of them as iPads or laptops, across the conference floor. And then we had a big screen in the middle that, had the, the, that we were streaming the drawing into. So you had like, you know, three, four people around the conferences drawing together in real time. And on the screen, you could actually see four cursors, cursors moving everything, this amazing piece of art that then we turn into NFT, right? People love to talk about partial ownership. Before you partially own anything, you better freaking partially create it. That's what we do, right? So so um, it was streaming into the screen and then we made NFTs out of those amazing pieces of art, sold them for charity, uh, auctioned them off for charity. Yeah, we're gonna probably do something similar, hope to meet amazing people, Really, 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 really excited. Good. And we're also excited to have you again. And now I see that we have uh, uh, one, one more speaker here. So uh, Plainies, uh, I guess, archers. Did you want to ask a question? Yes. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's my, like, what, like, first time when I'm grown up in Tallinn. I'm currently here. It's really nice. Uh, so everyone who's coming to NFT Tallinn, it's it's definitely going to be worth it. But on a Pluto view, uh, all right. So um, 
I was just having a walk and listening to all of this, and uh, probably I missed some of the things, or, or maybe the, the, there wasn't discussion on this. But is that a is, is that an actual application? Is is that a a website where people just go in and 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 create drawings? Okay, you want me to to trade? Okay, go so um, it's 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 not a website where you can go. It's it's an application that uh, it, for now the events are sort of. Did I cross the space no, no, no. or? We can hear you. Can you hear us? Can you hear, uh, Arthur? Can you hear? Because Clay was talking. Oh no, I can't. Sadly, oh the Twitter again. Okay, let me. So maybe. Uh, uh, do you hear because is speaking? Yeah, there might be something with Gleb's microphone, so I could take this one quickly. So, uh, it's a web-based application, fully integratable with literally anything from VR to web-based apps, uh, through stuff like iframes. Right? It's multiplayer experiences that can live and reside anywhere you want it to reside. Right? Within your native loyalty program as an application, or through PlutoView.com. Uh, through our website. So it's a web-based application in general. Uh, build specifically to be multiplayer. Perfect, perfect. And another question. So on the on the art, is there any restrictions on what people can be drawing? Because I've heard there's uh, sales happening on the stuff. So for example, for us, like corporation, right? We do, if uh, let's say, if if we would be going with anything like this, right? So So for us, it's really um and protection kind of stuff also so basically what people could be drawing in there and then sharing so basically the swastics and etc so is that all been checked or or there's no system for stuff like that because again people just uh like to do weird stuff oh yeah there is so so of course as an admin you have on only admins have access to erasing features so a random person that is drawing, they're not going to be able to erase their stuff because we distance it. But the admin that is present during the drawing party, they could erase and delete and edit and so on and so on and so on. So obviously that is taken care of. But I want to say something, right? So the whole turn it into an NFT and sell it idea is deeply connected to conferences and live events. But the actual soul of this thing it's not about the final result, not about the NFT, not about the drawing. It's about the process. It's about getting hundreds of people into an active engagement session where they're engaging with each other and with the brand. It's literally mostly about the process, not about the end result. It's about getting people engaged, getting them excited, getting them together. Great. Well, from my side, that's about it. So two main questions. So really good thing you're doing that, guys. So, uh, and, uh, well, probably we're meeting in, uh, in Tallinn in May. So can't wait. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in a way, uh, we may want to do uh, just one more uh, space with uh, PlutoView just before we do uh, the main event to ensure that we'll have... Uh, everyone here and that we would also getting uh, the information the latest information on through the view and hopefully even a, a collaboration with uh, plainies by that point uh, maybe you never, you never know give a finger and to take it all uh, so so on that note uh, unless anyone wants to uh, chat about anything else here then we can also be uh, wrapping it up uh, for today. 
So, Gleb, Arkady, do you have anything else fun that you want to uh, bring up today? Uh, we covered pretty much everything. Really, really excited to meet you all during NFT Talent. Again, NFT Talent, one love. Uh, for me personally, NFT Talent was the first NFT conference I ever was present at. So, uh, it definitely got me to an exciting, exciting pass. So, I'm super excited about the NFT Talent number two. Cool, and uh, thanks. That's all for today's episode of NFT Talent Talk. I appreciate all of you for tuning in, and I hope you'll time in for our next episode. Make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast if you found it valuable. It really helps us out. I encourage you all to visit nftitalent.com to learn more about the event and grab a ticket when you're ready. I promise you the experience in Estonia will be a worthwhile one. Bye-bye. Yeah.